<laughs> Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Uh oh. You do that live every week? I thought that that was pre recorded. <laughs> Oh, you are different so, every your week. vocals, girl, be hitting. Girl, that's Just not be- even vocals. That's me being silly. <laughs> Shut oh. up. Yes. Uh. See how I can't do it? I yes. can't sound like that. Yes. <laughs> queen. All right, y'all. As y'all can hear, either Shanti was drinking a lot, her voice changed, or she is not here this week. Um Shanti is not here this week, actually. She was unable to record because she's holding down um, a friend who needed some assistance because that's the type of person Shanti is. And I threw out a Hail Mary. I said, Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Do I remember the rest? Blessed. Mm, Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed. Girl, I used to be a missionary and I only only remembered them so I could get my little patch on my little sash. Wait, uh, wait, Mandy B is here, y'all. Yay. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Wait, please continue. You used to be a missionary. So I was a missionary. You didn't know that? So (laughs) in missions, I, so I did church camp like three summers in a row, but I was in missions, which every Wednesday I would go to, this wasn't Faith World, this was Calvary Assembly um, in Orlando, Florida. And uh-huh. missions, we would do, it was like Bible study. But basically we had to go with pleated, over-the-knee, blue navy skirts. I had a white collared shirt and our sash was navy blue. And basically um, we would focus on Bible scriptures every, every month. And at the end of the month, we had to go up in front of everyone and recite certain scriptures of within that Bible chapter. And if we could recite it, we got a little sash like like um, girls like a Girl Scout. And so, of course, I'm competitive. So, bitch, I used to want all the little sash, all of the little uh, all the little patches on my sash. But of course, the more you got, the more of course you were a mission. So, yeah. Wow. Can you and believe what that? Age is, what age? What this age was middle school. school. So I did this from actually from like fifth grade, so like eleven to like fourteen, fifteen, and then I became so, a host. Such <laughs> an interesting turn of events. I love it. Duality is a it thing. It is. <laughs> Duality is a thing. Well, you're here. Well, that was an update. Do you do you want to start with update? Shanti, no, girl. This is around the way, curls. <laughs> and mind you. I'm sitting here trying to have a smooth voice because Shanti's voice is so <laughs> calming and beautiful that I'm like, they about to sit here and hear this raspy ass shit. So you go ahead and answer that. You start, fine. girl. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the, the, the weather has broke. And so it has yes. activated something in me to try to attempt to be more social. Um, my life is so dry at this point that I'm rewatching Bridgerton in the background while I bathe. 
<laughs> that's like the thing that's like, oh, what's the gossip? <laughs> what's the sexcapades happening? It's child. I it's really ridiculous. feel like I've, I really feel like you do this to yourself, Antoinette, <laughs> and you have everyone rooting for you. You have fans that see your beauty week in and week out, and then you come on here like, oh, my God, I only holler at gay men at Trader Joe's that are no. fans. Of <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm never going to let you live that up. But that's what you get for looking at a man in Birkenstocks. Nonetheless, um, oh God. nonetheless, you can't come on doing that. I'm ready for you to have a hot girl summer. And I'm throwing that into the atmosphere. And you will not only date, but you will flourish in the bedroom, my young queen. Oh, that part. Listen, I am open to it. Antoinette's open. But you know me, I'm, I have discernment. No, <laughs> you're like, a self-sabotager. You self-sabotage you finding love. And if you really want to get into it, you have a lot of men that want to fuck and court you. Yet you get in your own way. Maybe because I don't want to just be fucked. What is the intention? Okay, Can I have a conversation with said men? Can I, is there, is, you know, like, will I enjoy myself? Am I going to be fed emotionally, spiritually, intellectually? Getting fucked is never the issue, Mandy. That's easy. Okay. I could do that you tomorrow. You also have a lot of great conversations with men. So I think you need to compartmentalize that you're not going to get everything out of one person and you could have many. You know that's where I'm heading down the street. We're going to talk about it. Let's, no, but I think that that's what you should do. I think that in dating, you seek to find everything in one person. And I think the older that I get, the older that we get, I think that it becomes a more unrealistic expectation from individuals. I think the the... The older we get, the more baggage there is, the more trauma that we're trying to figure out, um, the more experiences that we've had with multiple people, that I think that you're seeking perfection from a person, and I think it's an unattainable thing to find from someone, Antoinette. I will I will <laughs> hold that and observe that, and we're going to get in, because we're doing two episodes. I don't know if you got that text. We're going to get into this. Yeah, I, I did, and I was like, okay, let me drink right. water. That's why I'm not drinking with you, friend. There you go. We're going to get into that, but I, it's, I, I, and I will hear, I hear you, and I will take that in, but I will also say that I, I don't think that I want everything in one person because I have such amazing relationships with my friends, with different men in my life who it's not romantic, but there is absolutely um, fulfillment there and something that I get there that I respect and honor. But when it comes to more intimate types of situations, more romantic situations, I would like to be able to carry a conversation with said human that I am busting it wide open for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We got to get you out the Birkenstocks, the Black Panther gear, and the Moo <laughs> that you wear around your house. Oh, don't be telling people. I... <laughs> That's not a Moo First of all, that is a what, lapa. What is it called? <laughs> it's a lapa. It's an African wrap. And I wrap it around, and I think it mm-hmm. shows my curves very nicely. But anyway. It does. <laughs> bitch. Listen, I'm rewatching Bridgerton for some strange reason, and it dawned on me that I would I put that on not because I enjoy it, but because it can be background noise and there's also like 
interwoven love scenes and there's this sexual tension that exists in it that I'm missing. And, and so I was like, oh, Antoinette, you got to go out. So I went out, Mandy. I went out. I just got back actually from Philly. I'm exhausted. And that was terrible. Story. It was awful. Why? Um, wait, 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 wait. Philly's what nightlife part? Not is Philly. tragic. Yeah, no. Philly. I said it. I love Philly. And listen, Philly's nightlife, as my friends know it, is tragic. It's tragic. I looked around and I was like, I don't belong here. This is not fun. I don't know how to dance to this music. No one's talking. Everyone's smoking hookah and blowing it into their phones for their stories. <laughs> I'm confused. It just wasn't fun. It was not a vibe. So this is a plea to people in Philly. I want, the next time I come to Philly, I want me and my friends to have a good time. A time that I can have in Brooklyn. Please let me know where to go. explain what a good time is then. Because to me, you can still go out to a club. The music is going to be loud. Maybe you're not talking to people. But hookah is everywhere. Drinks are everywhere. What is a good time for you? And what do you mean by a good time? It's more low-key than that. How do you compare a good time in Brooklyn? How do you compare a good time in Brooklyn? So it's more low-key than that. You don't have to be dressed up, super dressed up in clothes that you can't actually even have a good time in. You can just see it's more casual. It's more like... You walk in, of course, there's music playing. People can be dancing, but it's more of just like a spot. It's more like a, so it's not a club. So you to just in your No, don't start. And eat. Well, because, so to be fair, during the summer, I think we had a lot of good times that I wouldn't compare to the club. Like when we go yes. to Bedvine, we yes. sat outside with an oxtail pizza, you, me, Fran, Crystal, and we just talked. That's not how people celebrate was, birthdays, bro. That was just a casual night out in Brooklyn. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is every time I go to Philly, it's like this. Every time okay. we try to go out, it's a disaster. So I do want to find those more casual, loungy spots where you can stumble on somebody and have a conversation and meet people. And it can even it can be more elevated than just Bedvine here, even though I fuck with Bedvine. You know what's crazy? Do you know what you're saying? What? Hey, everybody, I want to go to where the DJ says, this is the 35 and up crew, baby. How y'all doing out yes. here? How many, Absolutely. You want the 35 and up. You want the yes. grown and sexy vibe. Absolutely. You want the quiet storm after party. I would rather want. go to somebody's house or go to like somebody's kickback than at than a club or a, a, anything like that any day. But... There are like apparently beer gardens and things popping up in Philly. So I just, I'm, I'm asking the listeners, if you know of places, if you know of DJs, that's another way to do it. If you know a DJ, you love a DJ, you rock with that DJ, follow that DJ and see where they're spinning. I, I don't have nothing to say. Philly was, the night was what it was. But I also went out in Brooklyn, Amanda. Okay. And I'm not going to say where I went because I don't want a whole bunch of people coming up there and finding me, but I looked around and there were a lot of like really um, influential um, Instagram people, you know, fancy folks, mixed in with regular everyday cool as fuck Brooklynites. It's so funny you speak of them like they're not you. But their through line, (laughs) see how you heard that? The through line was a collective disappointment. What do you mean by that? They were collectively disappointed because no one was connecting. No one was like pulling up on people and talking to somebody new. No one was like meeting people. And it was evident like 
everybody was there because the weather had broke. So everybody's, and it's an Ooh. outdoor, indoor space. So most people are outside and they're only talking to the people that they came with. And when I, and I, I would even, ad- to this? I didn't. Thanks. It was a random Wednesday. Girl. I would have loved to be out, bitch. I well, I wasn't done. invited to the live show that you, Crystal Asante, and then went to. So <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, we called you but at I, the bar. <laughs> yeah, you called me to tell me y'all was out and having a good time. Must be nice. But it just, it just dawned on me. Like I, I blame social media. I think that we're struggling to actually connect. You are really good at it. You will go up to anybody and start talking to them, and I see you do it. Where like when you walk into a space. You make people feel really comfortable. You make make sure people are having a good time. You're just like a jovial, busybody that's buzzing all around the room. So and when I did that with you last summer, where I met who I met, who is now my uh-huh. friend, I was high on shrooms, Antoinette. No, don't just be, you, you do that regardless, right to, Mandy. Okay, but no, I've I don't walk up you. to men. But I'm talking no, about not men, men, people. It's not just a men huh. thing. It's a people thing where you're just curious about people and you're just you're you're so, so your energy is, is very inviting. Is. But yours is too. And so to me, I work hard. I think a lot of your listeners work very hard. You mm-hmm. work very hard. So to me, when I have free time, I think that's the thing. When you go out, you expect the world to create this time for you because Mm. you're finally out. And so when I go out, me first off getting dressed, paying the Uber to get here, commuting, knowing that it's an investment, I have to come out and make the best out of being outside. And I think that a lot of people, Mm. when we go out, we expect everyone to look good, everyone to be welcoming, everyone to be fun, everyone to be dancing. And no one can dance. And bitch, you've seen me all go into the middle of a dance floor and dance by myself. So to me, <laughs> you, you have dance. to... I know, and I can't dance for <laughs> shit, y'all. I will be... Oh, y'all should have saw me after the read party. I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. And so to me, though, whether I remember the night or not, because it can get that, you know, fun, mm-hmm. I think that that's maybe what we should look to go into this summer as. We're finally fully, yes, there's still germs out here. But to me, this is our full summer now without the COVID restrictions, without all of the things that we just dealt with over the last two to three years. And anytime I go out knowing that I bust my ass with work, if this is my time to have fun, I'm going to make sure I have fun whether everyone around me likes where we're at or not. And I implore you. I know that's right. I implore you to do that. When you go out, internet. Don't look for the people around you to create a vibe. You have such amazing people around you. Your energy is inviting and welcoming. You make the best out of it. I think I'm out of practice. I think I'm out of practice. Truly. I think my interpersonal skills are like fucked. (laughs) Truly. Like I'm like, I I can feel it even, even in, um, even when I'm out with like people who I genuinely I genuinely um, enjoy and admire and care about. I have, I can have this awkward energy now of like the exchange feels a little. You haven't seen it because you make it so easy. But if you say, were to you brought see me, to me to a birthday party of a woman I ain't even know, and we had a cute little time. By the end, we was all taking pictures with the birthday girl. 
And then you let her know, bitch, you don't even know this woman. Yeah, we, we was taking pictures <laughs> at the birthday party and Dustin was, Dustin was there. Oh, yeah. And she had true. came to your birthday party. Yeah. And so, like, even that, we went. It was random. You invited me. You spoke to a lot of people that night. Yeah. When we went to the park, like, I think maybe we could do that. Whenever they have the layout, let's go because uh -huh. that's a great space to just talk to a whole bunch of strangers and yeah. work on just going and enjoying hearing other people, people watching. I think that's one of the things about being in New York and these huge major cities that I've enjoyed. When you go out, even just enjoying yourself on whatever edibles or drinks you want to take uh, for your pleasure, and then just watching, or not, and then just watching people yeah, and taking in life. I have to be more curious about people. And I have the audacity to say all the time, create the day you want for yourself. And I'm like, are you creating Ooh, so the you day you want for yourself? Yeah. Are you a hypocrite? That's cute. Absolutely. Most of us so I'm going to be more intentional about that. But yeah, I'm out of practice. We'll get into the hypocrisy of how we extend ourselves later, I'm sure, with these topics. But Here we go. I think, like I said, I think that if you're able to say that, I think, um, what's the saying? Um, a lot of times things are easier said than done, right? And a lot mm -hmm. of times the advice that we give our friends, uh, the, the conversations we have in therapy, in ways that we want to show up for ourselves and others, it's easier to say it than actually to practice it. And oh, so I think that course. you just have to get into the routine of, I know I want to do this. I can say it. Let me try it. Maybe put you it say it practice. without trying it. Yeah, you got to put it into practice. All right. Do you have any updates for the people? Anything you want to spill your? Well, beans I don't know on? how you done. I don't know how you done. Uh, broke down these these episodes that we're gonna do. Um, I am a, a an avid listener twice a week of <laughs> Around the Way Curls, and so. Yeah. I feel like you guys have spoke so much about being a part of the See The Thing Is tour that I don't mm -hmm. really want to dive into that again, but I do want to thank you in front of your audience oh. for performing, for joining us in conversation on stage. And then, like I said, I think in terms of how you show up on a personal level, it was exciting for me as a friend to see how many people were excited all tour to not only meet you and see you, but you weren't a part of the LA and Atlanta show, but you were a part of the video that we were created for tour. So mm -hmm. even as a friend, we slowly paced up from your Birkenstocks to your face. <laughs> and <laughs> to hear the slow, the slow cheers of people recognizing you even oh. in that video was so great. Like I was like a proud mom, like, yeah, that's my friend, y'all. Um, <laughs> and so I just appreciate you for, for joining us on tour. In terms of like what's new for me, I, I had the, the the break that I very much needed after touring. Yes. I did Dreamville Festival in Raleigh for two days. Came back and literally switched suitcases and went to Ghana for five days. And what's crazy is, yes, I am a part of the Mulata Militia, the Beige Brigade. <laughs> and... In Ghana, as much as I was so excited about being in such a place, although I did not go to the castle you suggested me to go to, um, <laughs> it was interesting that the locals, the Ghanaians, let me know that it doesn't matter how many drops of black are in me. I am a white woman <laughs> dipped in caramel juice. 
And is that what they said? They said I was a white woman dipped in caramel oh juice. And did they call you half cast at all? They did not call me that. However, I got that a lot. Um, they loved and were so amused at how white I was able to get my hair because, of course, they had probably tried blonde hair themselves. Um, however, if you have 4C or any type of coarseness of mm -hmm. hair, you know blonde it's does not harder. do well. And yeah. so they were just amazed at the color of my hair um, and me being a white woman, despite the fact that I'm black. I um, hate that. Please don't say that anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I hate wait. it. They did. I, the, and I was the like... Fact that, no, so I, so I hate I, the idea well, of us being white women. Well, I've been to South Africa. I've also uh -huh. been to Lagos, Nigeria. And mm -hmm. in Nigeria, the tribes are different. So the Ibu, however many tribes they have, they mm -hmm. have tribes that are more lighter skin. In Ghana, bitch, everybody got melanin. Ain't no light, nothing. And if you light, you are probably mixed, but... They literally just embraced their black. Like, they did not embrace me being black, bro. They said you a white woman dipped in caramel juice. And I didn't like it because you of got course, that in, in, in different circles, too. Oh, okay. Like, or like was it like circles. one? Nope. Wow. Three different circles. Three different people. Interesting. I'm, and, and to be fair, it was, it was one of the first places I think I've ever been outside of Atlanta. <laughs> no, let me stop. Uh -huh. I'm just playing with Atlanta. You. I was the lightest person in the room. Yeah. And studying abroad in Singapore, living in New York, being in all of these different circles around the world, I had never been the lightest person in a room. Like, bro, there was no white people. I ain't seen no white people, I think, for the whole week. I ain't even going to hold you. Um, mm -hmm. But it was it was wonderful. I'm not going to sit here and, and cause a riot within your comments, but uh, Ghanaian food okay. was... Way better than Nigerian food. Loved uh, get the jollof rice. Oh, <laughs> unpopular no, opinion. Oh. I like Ghanaian jollof better. Jollof, but was, I love but it jollof, better. I'm jollof, not gonna hold yeah. you. I had the okra soup. I had mm. the stewed chicken. I had. Mm. I ate. I the whole time I was there, I had sushi once because I ain't shit. Yes, I want sushi <laughs> wherever I go. Wherever but you the go. most part, I said, I want local food. And I had never moaned so much while eating. <laughs> the it's Ghanaian delicious. food, and mind you, I've had food from, I've had Senegalese, I've had Ethiopian, me and Antoinette just had Ethiopian yeah. food not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I, I've been to Nigeria and South Africa, that's where I ate like ostrich and weird shit. But Ghanaian food, girl, that thing was good, girl. girl that thing was good. Back. And that scale so different. Out. You like? Mm. I want to go to Ghana every other month if I could. The no, people Ghana's there were amazing. friendly. The guys were nice. They said, "Madame." I said, "Ooh, yeah, baby, call me Madame, baby." <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're so. But I know, but I I loved it. It was culturally an amazing experience. Also, I don't think I could ever date a Ghanaian because the way they party. You talked about partying in Philly, bro. I went to six. I'm 30 years old. They 32. Won't stop. I'm in my 30s. Bro, we went to six places on top of, hold on, guess where we started? I ended up at a Ghanaian wedding. That was the first stop. <laughs> went to five clubs after the yeah. wedding 
And by the time we ended, the sun was up, the birds were chirping. Yes. And I said, oh, no, nah, this is different. Y'all are it's different. It's dangerous in Ghana. If you if you go to Ghana to party, now you can go and you can have your cultural no, experience. No, you, you need to go to party. That's it. Just go to party but and eat. No, do both. <laughs> Duality is a thing. But I'm trying to tell you, that nightlife is different, it's different. in Ghana. It's different. And by the way, <laughs> I got nervous because we, we recently spoke about... The bill that was just passed in Uganda regarding the LGBTQ mm-hmm. rights. Oh, I see um, the thing is. Yeah. And, and yeah, and acknowledging that you are gay or bi and what's happening. It's it's now a criminal punishment. Um, and in looking that up, 30 out of the 50 African countries have these sort of bills. So, bitch, I know where, where Ghana really stood with it. But the women... Mm. I couldn't even holler at them. And I was like, these women are, they're beautiful. Like, I was like, the women were beautiful. And I was just like, wow, I want the women here. Just wow. So did anybody, could anybody tell you what the, what the vibe was? Um, like I ended up talking politics. I I ended Mm -hmm. up talking politics. I had actually ended up being there the week right after Kamala had just went there. Uh-huh. So conversation that about? was brought up. Yeah, that, that that was brought up. And to me, as a gay ass bitch, because <laughs> y'all know I love me some women, I wasn't even trying to be imprisoned while I was just trying to enjoy myself. I wasn't going to fuck anyways. So I just didn't even engage in anything. Uh, I did end up having a political conversation because I ended up... Oh, yeah. Around some is, political and, people, mm-hmm. you looked it up. Yeah, what? What? Yeah, I think it's I'm only not, against men, though. If I'm not mistaken, it was it's against men, not women. What did you just see? Yeah, status male illegal since ni- since 1892, penalty three years imprisonment of consensual sex. Interesting. Doesn't say much. Yeah, about women but here. because of the Uganda pass, mm. the, the Uganda bill that has just bill? been passed, there, bill. Yeah, there's just more conversation around gay rights amongst all of the countries in Africa. And I just wasn't sure. I'm over there with two fingers that look like they ready to go. And thank you. Sorry. If you're watching this on Patreon, (laughs) y'all, I just waved my fingers and fingered the air for y'all to see. Um, But yeah, I just. She gets her nails done in a specific way so that. I sure do. They are. Girl, and by the way, you know, I go to your nail salon now. And I just let them, they be like, oh, you braid hair? You braid hair? And I say, yup, I braid hair. That's why you tell them to cut those two nails down? (laughs) I say, yup, I braid hair. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Mandy brought up Patreon. So please, if you would like to watch this episode, please join us on Patreon. Also, shout out to the new patrons, Elise, Jasmine, and Marie Claire. Um, also, I'm going to let Shanti officially like talk about what she's doing, but because of this class that she is was in that I think is concluding by the time you listen to this, it would have had if she would have completed her Do course. You know which, how shout out to her. Excited I got about her mentioning that class. So I used to work for <laughs> Goldman Sachs, um, mm-hmm. and they have a diversity and inclusion department that I used to want to be in. I also want to be in TAS, which is uh, the advisory side, because I used to love mergers and acquisitions. But what Goldman Sachs does for small minority-owned businesses 
is amazing. Oh, and so when I heard that she was in this class that was sponsored by Goldman Sachs, I got really excited because I used to really want to be a part of whatever they were doing for small businesses back when I was mm. in school. So I love to see that I know yeah. someone that is taking advantage of of something that I knew was out and available, available for people. So that she, the fact that she even shared that that's an option for small business owners, I was so excited to hear that. Yeah, super dope. But she's apparently decided that some of the people in the class she wants to interview ex- for exclusive Patreon content. So I was like, okay, yes. girlfriend, go ahead, girl, do it. I ain't got Come no on. more capacity now. But <laughs> that is exciting. And so if you are, is if that's something that you're interested in, I'll let Shanti really break it down more when she comes back next week. But stay tuned for more of that. And in the meantime, in between time, let's take a break. So we can uh, put some ads. Shanti's not here to sing. Oh, I can sing. I can't really sing. Go ahead. What does she say? We'll be right back after these messages or something like that, right? (laughs) Did I do good? That is not what she says. We'll be back, y'all. Boop. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. <laughs> You're crazy. Ah, all right. Ready? Yep. I ain't taking no break. Okay. And we are back. So, Mandy, I wanted to talk to you about this since season thing is has a freshly squeezed portion of yes. the episodes. Freshly squeezed off the presses, Daniel Caesar has a new album. Now, which we is all crazy. know. I, mm, which is crazy. You had me listening to this shit today. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I didn't tell you that you had to listen to it. Now I just put it on the outline. Now you I did. saw this trending on the Twitters because now now I'm trying to be on Twitter and it's hell. <laughs> but I, I I honestly well welcome am really neighbor. On there. I live there. I live there. Um, I say I'm there that to retweet I, when our episodes come out on See the Thing Is. is do you see how much I retweet? I live there rent free, even though uh, <laughs> Elon tried to attach some rent to me. I said, no, sir, you will not get that out of me. I have been living there rent free since April of 2009, and I will continue. Um, oh, so you're a part of Gen Pop now? No more blue check? I've, so I've never actually had a blue check on. Oh. On Twitter, I have a blue check on Instagram. And now I'm mad that everybody get it because, bitch, I be thinking it's fucking Jason Momoa DMing me and it's just the English teacher down the street. Like, (laughs) I be upset. I be thinking it's someone famous and it's not. Like, y'all stop buying these blue checks. You making me think... You're important when you're not. Sorry. See, it's all status. See, <laughs> I was going to let you keep saying that so you can reveal no, on, the problem with the blue check. See, I said that on purpose. Well, on the Twitters, everybody was talking about this album and saying, yo, real rap. I know he is. He still canceled. He apologized. Y'all, this album is good. And so I, I it piqued my interest into, do I even know really why people had canceled Daniel Caesar? I just knew that. Black women were very upset with him. And I was like, interesting. So I did my little uh, pop culture research. And from what I gathered, there is someone, hey, Jules, am I getting this right? So it's, nope, you're wrong. Uh, okay. What's her name? Come on, Miss Researcher. Um, so her name is Yes Jules. Yes Jules. Um, hey, Jules. Yes she, Jules. So I am familiar with her because she okay. was really big in the party promoting scene when I lived in Miami back in 2010, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up getting, becoming a part of not only festival scene and festival culture very early on. She was a part of Dwayne Wade and his organization um, who like, I guess, visited countries in Africa. Uh, she's also worked if I'm not mistaken, with LeBron James. So back when LeBron and back when LeBron and Dwayne Wade were both teammates for the Miami Heat, she ended up working very closely to both of them. She does have a very shapely body. And so mm-hmm. at one point prior to her being canceled with the IG Live, well, Daniel being canceled, she was also canceled for saying that black women were jealous of her because when she walks in a room, black men want her and not black mm-hmm. women. And that was her spiel. And also Basically, the tweet with the shirt. Yes. The it was niggas the always late shirt. Niggas always, niggas always yes. Or niggas be lying, I think. Niggas be lying. So being the problem with that is she is a whole white, white woman who then at one She's point She's white and Puerto saying, Rican. Hold on. She started mm-hmm. adding that she was Puerto Rican later, baby. And mm-hmm. listen, I done said all the time, sorry to y'all. If you are Latinx, Hispanics, Latina, Latino, whatever you call yourself, I grew up friends with Mexicans, Colombians, Puerto Ricans, and their family and how they viewed racism and how they spoke about black people. I don't allow my own Hispanic friends to use the N-word around me because Mm -hmm. of what I know the household they grew up in. So whether she tried to say I'm Puerto Rican or not, girl, no. Nonetheless, during the pandemic, for whatever reason... Daniel Caesar and his Gap chose to take to Instagram to cape for this white woman 
in front of everybody. <laughs> what? I That's what happened. Over Daniel Caesar and his gap. I was and not his ready to. Girl, because it Listen, was all up in the ca- <laughs> and his gap. He he. So yes, Daniel Caesar hopped on IG Live and was like, "I'm about to get canceled right now." He literally said it. Said, but I, I also, in doing research on him, he has a troubled. I feel sorry for him. Grew up in the church. Probably didn't seem like he had the best relationship with his parents. He was living on park benches, all kinds of shit. He finally makes these albums and can show his dad and say, oh, hey, are you proud of me? I just feel like he was very young, and I'm not making excuses for it at all, but I just want to add that context. Somebody very young who mm-hmm. obviously feels displaced from his parents and seemingly from a certain community, which is his own, decided to hop on IG Live and cape <laughs> for a very popular white woman who has a lot of influence in festival scenes while he's popping. Yes. And I'm sure wanting to be on said festivals and such. So No excuse. She doesn't she doesn't do the bookings, girl. Let's be very clear. She tried she to say got, she did. Just girl, so she you know. Child, she said that's girl, why that's why she, she's always doing rolling yeah, loud because she yeah, got happy like artists. she said she was Puerto Rican. Girl, stop. You did not okay. book the people, girl. Um I'll be honest with you. I've in my mind, cancel people that have done far less. <laughs> um, okay. And also, to this very day, if I also did this on Colors Worldwide. I did a I did a thing where I talked about my ten songs for my sex playlist. Get You by Kali Uchis and Daniel Caesar is by far my, one of my favorite records of all time. So, mm. have I ever canceled Daniel Caesar? No. Um, however. The apology that he, he has now done mm-hmm. four years during his rollout album, girl. I want to hear your apology four years later when you see it has affected you. I think mm-hmm. that during the pandemic, he released. He wasn't the album getting booked anyway. Sold, he wasn't getting. He booked released anyway. an album and he sold only twenty four thousand records because you know people crazy? were like, "We're not supporting you." So mm-hmm. let's talk about. Oh, this is going to be very problematic. What I'm about to say. Okay, But let's talk about what cancel culture really looks like. You said, and the question is, if he's truly been canceled, if he's been canceled, while also saying he sold 24,000 records in his first week. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. He put out a different album before this, and it only total sold 24,000 records because they canceled him, quote unquote. So we have not canceled... So, Weedy, who only sold 2,000 of her last project, and we have not canceled Chloe Bailey, who only sold 10. Really? So, girl, yes. Right. We haven't canceled those beautiful women who are talented, yet their numbers are far less than his. I think that there are a few people who have been quote unquote canceled. Um, Mm -hmm. I do believe that we extend grace. I have physically heard people say that if Bill Cosby were to get out and go on a comedy tour, that they would attend it. Um, I personally, as someone who does not condone it, and I'll admit it here because this ain't my platform, I still listen to R. Kelly from time to time. Um, And I know I'm going to say it. 
Because that song with him and uh, Star was no, great. Sparkle, not Star, going. Sparkle. Keep, there we go. Just keep talking. But you know please. who I have canceled? Who doesn't deserve canceling? Bitch future, because I don't like that toxic ass nigga. And I don't like that men look up to that man. I won't oh listen to future. So if we really talk about who we cancel, why we cancel them, what they've done, I think that as a society, as human beings, everything is subjective. And we all have these different layers and levels to morality standards that don't mm -hmm. make everything a blanket solution, opinion. Mm -hmm ideology. Yeah, it's not black and, and white. It's not black and white. I'll be honest with you. I don't like his most recent project. I tried to get into it. And mind you, his features with Rick Ross, he has features with Summer Walker and Ty Dolla Sign, who I would suck his soul out of every hole. Yet, I still don't like that. Their song is called Homosexual, and it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would that make you uncomfortable? Yeah, didn't like the title. It didn't showcase Ty to me in his best light. I was like, what the fuck is this and how did it make the album? Um, I think you're showing it, how complex human beings can be because you are no, literally 100%. a part of the LGBTQIA community. And you're literally and I think sitting that maybe here saying he's making fun. He's making fun of us then. Homosexual. I, that's really? how you got it. Okay, homosexual. Really, homosexual. I didn't. I didn't listen to the whole album. I did listen to some of it because everybody was saying this is his best work. And I was like, Did you like it? <laughs> did I, you I like liked. It? Honestly, I liked what I heard so far. I like um, very kind of emotional, stripped down projects like this, and I miss music that. Um, it seems like it's just about heartache, heartbreak, and then some love thrown in there as well. Like he's, um, there's like some unrequited love, and that's my that's my jam, that's my kink. You know, but I actually liked the titling of the songs. I mean, to me, a song "Pain is Inevit is Inevitable," um, "Delusioned," "Do You Like Me," "Let Me Go." I think I went in maybe with too high of hopes because I lean towards the, the, the titles. So I'm one of those that, yes, I judge a book by the cover and the title. And so coming in, I was like, ooh, this going to be good. But it didn't make me feel what I think I wanted to feel from even the titles, personally. But even as even in us, I guess less about his actual album and more about, okay, and I get what you're saying, he apologized, but during his album rollout. So is it a true apology? Is it whatever? Is it what we collectively need from him in order to move forward? Can we see that this was a young man, a hurting young man? Can we see that, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. How do, how do we collectively invite him back in, if at all? And is it a collective choice? Who knows? I don't. Girl, no. They be out here inviting white people to the cookouts. He gonna come back. That like, is very true. That bothers me. You know what me. I mean? And as they two really... people with white mothers. <laughs> with white moms. Again, complex. It's Seriously. so complex. Even when you were talking about Jules being, you know, maybe being Puerto Rican, who knows, right? And you saying, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with my Hispanic friends saying the N-word. I think that's so interesting. Who are not Afro-Latino, right? That's interesting because, again, our proximity to whiteness is very real. There are many people that would not be comfortable with me saying it. 
There are many people that are comfortable with Shanti saying it on here all the time because phenotypically, it does not look like her mother is white. It's so, so fucking layered. I know. I'm so jealous. Like, like Bitch, her skin I, is gorgeous. Yo, I be, <laughs> I be trying to get dark and then I be having to blame my mama for looking like a lobster when I go to Mexico. I be I know, like, damn you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really layered. It's really... Um, it's really interesting. So I'm I'm curious to see if he gets um, placements on certain shows, especially since festival season is upon us. What happens in terms of like um, award shows? Cause, and I'm more curious, less about mm. him, but more curious to see what the collective community, what their response to is to this apology. Because I just, I don't know how... I don't I'm not a fan of cancel culture and I don't know how to restore. I don't know the pathway to like restoration. I don't know what it's that crazy. is. Well, I didn't believe first off, I think apologies have to be timely. They have to be as loud as the disrespect. We say that mm-hmm. often on see the thing is, but I was one that didn't fully believe in cancel culture because I think everyone's a hypocrite. However, I have never seen someone fall as far from grace as the baby. And seeing how he was at the height mm. and pinnacle of his career and how he can't even sell, he can't even give tickets away for free at the Cheesecake Factory now. Yeah. Like, I I do think that there But also is... he did double down on his ignorance. He was the most un- unapologetic. So to me... Double doubling down on your ignorance is comparable on waiting four years to apologize. Hurt you. You okay. knew how much that had affected the community because, girl, we was all at home bored talking about you and your gap for all these months. <laughs> and you could have just came out and apologized while we was all at home and could have seen it. Now you apologizing, bitch. We back to work, bitch. We back outside. We in the club. We ain't. We can't even hear your apology no more because we outside. You should have apologized. In that moment, once you saw the backlash that you received immediately, if you Mm. meant it, to me to wait four years for the apology and to make it take place during a rollout of a new project, it doesn't come off as genuine. And I'm real big with people being genuine in in the ways that they move in their actions. And to me, him apologizing this late removes him from it being genuine. Heard you. All right, let's move on. I loved it Politics. because, by the way, this was one of them topics that we said we did not care about on See The Thing Is. So I love that I could talk oh about it Oh, my God, you. really? Because, bitch, I couldn't give a fuck about that nigga or his gap. Let's go. <laughs> we should name this title Him and His Gap. That's the episode title. <laughs> Him, Him and, and His, his Gap. gap. <laughs> All right, oh, go my ahead. God. All right, politics as usual. I'm skipping the first one because we can come back to that. I will make mention that more documents have leaked, but this time from the motherfucking... See, it's like, what is it? The FBI, CIA, it's just a mess. It's very confidential documents on our allies. And now it's going to prevent other allies from sharing their information with us going forward that basically helps keep us safe and keeps, it's just a hot ass mess. And we don't have time for me to get all the way into it because I want to get to this Tennessee lawmakers, um, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, back in office, very interesting information here. But what I found to be most interesting, because again, proximity to whiteness, 
My mom's side of the family watches Fox News. Wow. For the most part. You admit are, this out in yeah. public? Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, God. I just put my foot in a trash can. Um, they watch Fox News, probably, I want to say, 80% of them. They watch Fox News. They believe Fox News. And much like the rest of the country, Fox News is their Bible. That is the most watched network and, and news program here in the U.S. of A. So with that said, um, Fox News, and, 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 and they were, I guess they helped spread this clip that went around. They did. Of, um, should, I, should I even set it up? Maybe I should just play it. I'm trying it. to figure out. I ain't going to hold you. When I watched what's it. What's the best way? Was wait, like, wait, wait. I want to play it. Okay, I want to play, play it. Play it first for the people because it was crazy. I, I don't want to set it up. Hold on. By the way, while you've been calling Twitter the Twitters, I was shocked that I was allowed to get on the Facebook. Because <laughs> I don't be on the Facebook. So I, I was that was the only place I could find the, the clip. Facebook is another. That's like Reddit. That's another place. Facebook is a whole nother world. Facebook is the ghetto. It's the old ghetto. Because <laughs> that's where all of our mamas and grandmammies is. They love the yes. Facebook. All right. I'm pulling this up now. Hold on. Right, we take a look at the last member of the Tennessee Three, Justin Pearson. Now, we just came across a video he made at a prestigious liberal arts college in 2016. Now, check out if you can spot the difference between Justin then and Justin now. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last, but oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. So that is a that's Laura Ingram, who is a person. Mm-hmm. That's her. Um, I discussing this. <laughs> Internet. When I saw this video. <laughs> Is this choked. the first time you saw it when I sent this it? This is the first time. On the outline? Okay. Look at me. You had me doing homework today, friend. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I could not believe it. But it was it was very interesting because it made me feel a multitude of things, right? A, I felt like he was cosplaying our civil rights uh, mm-hmm. activists, right? I think that, and I'll be very ignorant, and y'all... If I sound crazy, I my education is from Florida. That's all I will say, right? Um, in being able to watch certain things and learn certain parts of history now because of film, right? Like, I had no... I didn't know who Fred Hampton was. Let's be very okay. clear. That's fine. Recently saw the movie, learned about that. Yes, I was familiar with the Black Panthers. Um, on my way back from Ghana, I watched... Till the the movie on Emma Till mm-hmm. and saw what the, how the NAACP was involved with that and this also as, to be clear is not history that's taught it's history no, you it's have not, to seek no, out no no it's history that you have to seek out right because yes. this is these are parts of our history that of course growing up in 
Florida and also having the shortest month of the year to even learn all the things. Um, I wasn't taught about all of these, you know, mm -hmm. various parts of our history. And so seeing this, I thought immediately two things. This is a black man that however he was raised, maybe thought his proximity to whiteness and how he showed up in the corporate space had to be what he presented back in 2016. In college. Especially con okay. In college. Especially considering I, too, when I went to interviews, when I wanted to work. By the way, I got as far as to interview. I almost became a... Look at me telling you everything. I almost became... <laughs> became uh, um, what's it called? Look at me. Now I can't remember the word. Uh, when you don't get paid for something while you're in college. An intern? Yes. So I almost interned for the Obama administration for the economic department, for taxes, okay. for the tax department in the White House. And, of course, during that interview, the way I showed up in corporate America until I got hired was like that. And I think mm -hmm. that after BLM, where we are in the movement for our rights, which is very, it's mirroring almost where we were back in the 50s and 60s, I think that that's how, unfortunately, people believe that they're going to be heard. Uh -huh. I think he's cosplaying our activists of the civil rights movement. And to me, it was laughable. He even has an afro. You guys could only hear the video, but if you actually watch the video, how he looks changed. Bro, he has an afro that looks like he's back in the 60s. Yeah, He changed even his physical appearance. And to me, I don't know if that's him really honing in on his black culture or if he's cosplaying in it, but it made me feel uncomfortable and I wouldn't follow him. Okay. Bitch, I felt like I was aligned with Fox News. I felt like, bitch, why are you sending me this? Am I so let me agree? keep, <laughs> I want to keep playing a clip. Ready? Well, no, let Wait, yeah, what clip? Because I only clicked It's the on same one. clip. It's the same okay. one. Hold on. <laughs> what? And we couldn't help but think, where have we seen this accent shifting before? Oh yeah, our good friend Hillary Clinton, but she did it backwards. It's not just in our country, but that's where we see it most clearly. Uh, there is a concerted effort to undermine some of the very foundations of democratic governance, of a democratic society. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. All right. Case. All right. So let me let me take some time with this. this. Why are let you me doing take some this? time with this. Are you a Republican? <laughs> no, Why let me are take you some doing time this? with this. Because <laughs> okay. I got a, I got a Tucker Carlson clip for your ass too. Listen, a couple things here. This is why this is why Fox News is effective. This is mm. why. This is why I and and I pay a lot of attention to Fox News because I know for a fact that there are family members of mine who love me as much as they possibly can with the information and the understanding that they have. And this clip is effective. I'm going to say that Justin Pearson, yes, as a young person in college, right, was probably absolutely putting on certain airs and code switching yes. in order... <laughs> to get his message heard. As a young person in college, a 20-something, 20, he's still only 20-something, but like a 20, 21, 22, maybe even 19-year-old, 
That is what you are taught. That is what you learn. That is part of the conditioning in college, especially if you're going to a school that is majority white. In order for people to hear you, you have to speak their language. This is what Valid. we're taught. This is what Valid. we're told. Okay? Yes. yes. So Agreed. in his messaging, in what I'm hearing him say, it's not different than what he's saying today. He's just, it's packaged completely different, right? I know who I was, was not in college because I, I had my awakening in high school. And before my I appearance- saw the, I saw the outfits. Yes, yes my appearance <laughs> when I first was introduced and ingrained into African-American histories and studies changed drastically. The way I spoke changed, not the timbre in my voice, but the way I spoke. Now, I am not going to sit here and say that him today at 28 was not a little like, all right, bro, you got, it's a little much. <laughs> As I let out my heart. A little dip on that chip, too much. Yeah, a little the, the bit. The chip broke. The chip broke. Okay. Too much dip. It's, it's a little like, I don't know. I, and I don't know if it's a little too much. I, I would have been like, I don't know. If this is um, as authentic as we want it to be. If it is authentic to you, cool, bruh. If you were silenced before and this is really your way of being, fine. But I just don't know watching it. it it's, the, it's, it's a very drastic jump, leap. He don't, he don't sound like that when he hollering at a bitch at the bar. That's well, not how you he You don't sound. know that. He grew, also grew up in church. So this whole thing... Around, let me just hear me out. Take, welcome me on this journey. This whole thing around these civil rights leaders. These civil rights leaders were also, if you're, if we're taught, most of them were in church. If you yes. hear King, the way his actual rhythmic delivery is that of a fucking reverend. Okay, like it, the church is ingrained in it. I also think at twenty eight. You might be a little more. He's also a his, his roots are rooted in social activism and org, and organizing. When you get on a bullhorn and you're organizing a group of people, that's usually the sound. You have to speak in a certain way so people can actually hear you. If you're ever at these marches and things like that, that is absolutely how it sounds. If you I hear was going to, to ask you, how many marches have you been to? Because I've been dear, to so many, I promise. I, I don't, I, I, and I know I you promise, have. Mandy, so this is, I, I have too. Believe they it. did not sound like that. No, even no, in Harlem. They didn't not sound necessarily like that. this far, but oft, what I'm saying is oftentimes when people are on these bullhorns, on these mics, even Tamika Mallory, when, when you hear her at certain marches organizing, this okay. tends to be the energy, okay? So the other thing okay. that we're not hearing is that that clip was taken from when he was, he was already, he had already been in the, shh, my cat is yelling, crying. He had already been oh, been reprimand. He was basically sticking up for himself for leading, helping lead a protest in the actual chamber. So he's already in that zone. Then then he gets reprimanded and now he's told you have to now come in and tell uh, we're going to hold a vote to cast you out. That's what that clip is from. So now he has a platform where he's going to deliver his message. 
And he and, and now you got it's the bullhorn. Now I'm back. Now you were trying to silence me, and now I'm going to deliver my message. I'm not saying that it's a it's not a bit much. What I'm saying is let's not lose the, the what he's let's not lose the message that he's saying. What he is actually saying is accurate. You could say that it's cosplay. We could all say it. I got it. But this is why Fox is effective because we're not talking about his message. We're ta- we are now focused on him being inauthentic and uh, mm-hmm. we're discrediting him as a, as a, as a phony. Okay. Real so- quick. Real, wait, real fast, real fast. Yep. And then the Hillary clip, if you hear yes. Laura Ingram, she goes, but she did it backwards. Now let's dissect that. What does she did it backwards mean? Meaning, I don't think she did it backwards. She, what, that's not what she was saying. Because if you didn't, if you're not watching right. the clip, the first clip is older Hillary. Yes. Right. This is Hillary of today speaking. Yes. The second clip is Hillary from yesteryear, Arkansas Hillary, and Hillary from yesteryear was like, "We didn't see the." I think she was saying Maya Angelou. I can't remember what she was saying. <laughs> But she's saying she did it backwards in terms of, oh, she started off, quote unquote, black, uneducated, and then got her shit together and went back to and reverted back to the standard, uh, the standard approach of communication and language as we as we see fit here for government. So that's a dog whistle to your community, sis. I get that, but I also, duality is a thing. Two things can be true, right? True. So even though we know Fox News is right-leaning or left, bitch, I don't know, right, left, whatever one they is. Right. They the Republican side. Right. Um, We all had the same issue. Though many of our community vote Democrat, mm-hmm. most of us are just taught to vote blue, we felt and had a disconnect with Biden who did the same thing. He did a lot of pandering to the black community. Oh, I don't disagree. Right. And so to me, two things can be true. I think that our own people can pander to us and code switch with us the same way that they do for the white people. And I think both ways Mm -hmm. are still very inauthentic. And I think that we can still call it out when we see that it happens. And so... Even what Fox News did, to me, this wasn't newsworthy, but I do think even in the reporting of it, it's valid. It's something that actually happens, and even within our own community, we point it out when we see it. We knew when when, when Joe Biden was sitting here giving us the Obama treatment because he still wanted the black vote. We were very aware when he did that. And so whether the message may or may not have been lost, I do think that the messaging is lost across the board when we don't feel like someone is showing up as their authentic self or they're pandering to a certain group of people. Like, bitch, when I have a Spanish host on and I intro the pods like, bienvenido, motherfuckers. Arriba. You you know what I mean? It's Yes, that's very different. But that's very different (laughs) than being on a congressional... Anyway, a state... What is it? Is it a state congressional floor? I think so. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You and I, we're biracial. If Mm -hmm. I go into a room and I'm like, hey, Bill, how was your day uh, this weekend? How'd you do? And then I turn the corner and I'm like, yo, what's up? You had a good ass weekend or not? What's going on? Like somebody else. 
to somebody else that's in all, like I'm pandering to how I'm showing up for both people instead of just being who I am. But and you so do realize me, that people do that daily because and, they feel that it's required of them. Right. And so in what Fox News did, whether the messaging meant something, I think we can call out a black person for doing it the same way we can call out Hillary, the same way we've called out Biden. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's something that, regardless of color, that it's something that I take as I'm going to listen to the message. Once I feel someone is not being authentically themselves and they're pandering to me, the message is lost. Period. Heard you. Okay. One more clip. Heard you. But you got to ask yourself, as long as we're mimicking civil rights leaders who died almost 60 years ago, why not some variety? You never see politicians transition into, say, Malcolm X. Why is that? Maybe because Malcolm X didn't talk like a sharecropper. He spoke dignified standard English. He wasn't running a shakedown racket to fleece guilty white liberals. Malcolm X had self-respect, so he despised guilty white liberals, and he said so. He believed in self-improvement. He knew who the enemy was. So maybe it's not surprising that Malcolm X is not a popular transition choice in 2023. I also saw That's that That's actually clip. hilarious. Is that a white man, by the way? Because I couldn't see the That video. is Tucker <laughs> fucking Carlson. That's a black man yeah, saying that? That's, no, that's, okay. Tucker Carlson is very white and oh, he's, but he's, so go ahead. Who am I thinking of? Who's the other black man that we don't be liking? And I think it's sports. It's a black, big, big black man that is always for... <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Just, just get your point across, girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's actually funny that he's saying that because... In history, and drawing the parallels between, say, a Malcolm X and a Martin Luther King, so many people know that Malcolm X was for the side of violence, and that Mal uh, that Martin Luther King was peaceful protesting. So Malcolm the, was I, not for violence. Just to Malcolm, be clear, and, Malcolm and was not by any for mean, violence. Okay, okay, not for violence. Go ahead and do it he the was, nice way. Was, we know it's not nice. It's it's accurate. <laughs> what is it? Words it's mean things. Actionable. Go ahead. What? Listen, Malcolm X was he for wasn't as peaceful as Martin Luther King. He, right, he was protecting himself. He said, "You come there at you me go. with some shit, I'm gonna be ready. I'm not gonna harm by you by any means. By any by, means. Right. That's it." So sorry, not not violently, but if you come, yeah, he with wasn't. Me, like, no, Malcolm X was not non-violent. It's the same way where people try to say, "Oh, if you are pro-choice, then that means that you're pro-abortion." No, it means I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-women having a choice. Just because he is mm. not non-violent does not mean he is then violent. It means if you bring violence to me, you're interrupting my peace that I'm already existing in. I am innately peaceful until you try to harm me and then I really, then I buck up. It's really cute. That's really cute that you made it seem that way, but it's, this happened during the civil rights thing. movement where white people were literally lynching blacks. Exactly. So the fact that so the fact that it those words happened during an era where there was nothing but violent acts being put upon the African American community and he spoke up for the civil rights of African Americans. For protecting yourself, yes. It's, bet you bring that violence here, I'm going to bust your ass. That's violent, no? Or just, okay, it's protecting yourself. I heard you. Just so you know, I'm, I I come from the stand your ground state. So, heard you, ma'am. I'm just protecting myself. And that's not innately violent. Unless, no. the, well, the way it's carried <laughs> out is. Yeah. So, that's, so that's what I'm saying. There's a way that it can mean one thing, but the actions set forth mm -hmm. around it could also 
be skewed in different things. Um, Y'all, I ain't a political person. Everybody be cosplaying, hypocritical, pandering. I just live my life. I love that you get me to talk about this shit, but bitch, I know. I don't be- <laughs> but here's the thing, because uh, the good thing about this is I love to hear what you're... Because I want to... The reason why I'm bringing this up is I want to know how... I want to see how effective these clips are. And and the effect of this clip I saw going around the black community. And and they were like, not Tucker Carlson could come to the cookout. Shit like that where I'm like, excuse me? Wow. Tucker Carlson has been one of the most violent <laughs> and hateful people towards the black community. And now he says this one thing about Malcolm X that was not a compliment really at all. And you and we don't have the media literacy to see what it really is. No, to see what it's no, doing. A lot of people are sheep. Do you know who I relate it's, that to? It, it's and wild not to relate them to, to Tucker Carlson, but if we talk about the detriment within our community amongst other people, um, it would be I would bring in Kanye West to this. Kanye West and. In, in vouching for and and being alongside uh, Donald Trump during a very, very important election. The things that he said recently in media and how he's gone against our own community, yet he do a fucking free Larry Hoover concert with Drake and everybody's there. He drops clothes and everybody buys it. To me, again, it goes back to the hypocrisy of how we show up. We're still very groupthink and it doesn't matter how harmful one person may be to the to our culture or our community in one essence, if they do something else that we like, there's a forgiveness there. Like I said, even with Daniel Caesar, he ain't drop a good enough banger for niggas to uncancel him. If he drop a good enough banger, he gonna be forgiven. And I just think that we have a very short attention span to what is harmful, what is not, and as soon as we like something, we're gonna go for it and forget what people have done in the past. Let's be very honest. It's why the fuck I've been back with my ex 12 times. I can't tell you why we broke up every take time. You seriously. <laughs> you be saying stuff and I be like, okay, okay. And then no. you got to throw it in there. <laughs> because it's like sometimes we go back to friends. We forgive our family members for the things that they've done that are really hurtful. We go back to our exes time and time again after they broke our hearts because now they come back and they make us smile again. We are human beings, and so the idea of cancel culture, the idea of really holding one person to this crazy uh, 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 way of you're all the way bad, your moral compass, your moral compass is off. I think that we have a very um, hard time really distinguishing right from wrong, good and bad, and because we all have different religious beliefs, different ways mm-hmm. of upbringing, and different truly moral standards, all of that is cap. We'll never all agree. All these people are going to exist and we just going to keep voting red or blue and it's still going to be a fucked up ass economy. What the fuck you want from me, Antoinette? What do you want? We just here talking about this shit. (laughs) This brings me to my next topic. Next and final topic. Shanti writes before she didn't realize she, because this is a perfect segue, right? Reason... I don't even know how to do this number. Hold on. Give me one put, second. Put, she the ain't put, no commas. put the commas in Put the commas. Say, hold the fuck up. Because usually I can do this. <clears throat> Reason 1,049,586,030 
why I believe everything is a lie and why I am slowly beginning to lean into the wild world of conspiracy theories. Come over and here, put friend. My tin hat and put on my tin hat. What Please the fuck does that come mean? I'm over obsessed. here. I, the I'm way obsessed Shanti with Shanti. Even, bro, the way Shanti talks on this pod too, I cannot wait for her to just conspiracy theorize everything. 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 Listen. So obviously we're getting into we just yep. Mandy just broke down groupthink, hypocrisy, <laughs> pandering, the Dalai Lama. Boom! Dami, Dalai Lama apologizes for kissing young no, boy no, no, and no, no, asking no, no. him didn't. to he suck didn't. his he tongue. Didn't. His PR team did. Let's get that clear. That part. We didn't even hear it out of his mouth. It was a written statement. Please correct that. He did not apologize. His team did on behalf of him. That part. That part. <laughs> Current Dalai Lama is the world's best known living Buddhist figure. The principal yeah. spiritual leader of the Yellow Hat School of Tibetan Buddhism. The Dalai Lama is revered by millions as a reincarnation of his 13 predecessors. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read his thing because basically he said, you know, we are, the Dalai, well, he didn't say it. His people said the Dalai Lama likes to poke fun at different people and he has a, you know, silly sense of humor where he likes to tease. And so I looked up culturally, what could suck my tongue mean in other cultures? Like what, <laughs> what could it mean? Uh, you yes, did not I did. do that. I did. And because I saw stuff floating online and I couldn't find it, um, but I, I saw and I, well, I couldn't verify that that was the meaning because I don't speak this language. But the correct phrase in Tibetan for this joke is chi les sa, which roughly translates to eat my tongue. Okay. So listen, a couple things here. I don't know what this man's intentions were. As a, everybody knows for the most part, unless you're a new listener, I don't play with kids. This is where you will get canceled immediately in my book. As a child who was sexually abused, molested, and raped, this is where Antoinette be ready to throw your ass out and cast you to hell forever. Eternal damnation. Okay? Listen, Mr. Dalai Lama. It could be a cultural thing. It could be that the translations did not translate. I give you that. I don't want to come on here and act like I understand all cultures, all right? So I want to say that a lot of people were saying, hey, this is different in other places. It doesn't actually mean eat, uh, eat my tongue, suck my tongue. It's actually like you're poking your tongue out at somebody and poking fun at them and messing with them in a way where you can kind of break the tension, right? Because I'm the Dalai Lama, you're a young person, and I want you to see that I'm on your level. I'm the same as you. This is what the different think pieces I read, this this is that were in defense of him. If I can summarize mm. them, that's what they said. Mm. As someone on the Western hemisphere who doesn't quite <laughs> understand that, um, I was uncomfortable even with the kiss. I was uncomfortable. The little boy was uncomfortable in in my assessment with his body language. And I don't know, Mr. Dalai Lama, but what I do know is that children need to be protected at all costs. So again, mm -hmm. if we don't know, there needs to be some sort of 
investigation into this because we all know what the hell's going on in the Catholic Church and many other religious um, organizations. Yeah. And we don't play this, okay? Do I mean, you have any other I think, thoughts? I mean, I think, so I'm new here. Y'all may or may not know me. Um, I may identify as spiritual, but I'm damn sure not religious, despite the fact mm-hmm. that I was a missions uh, missionary uh, <laughs> in middle school. Um, but but it stems back to the hypocrisy of it all. I think that we the fact that it's almost an understand global thing for Catholic priests to, to play with little boys. Um, we also have the jokes if we get into Christianity uh, that the pastors. Shout out Pastor Jamal Bryant. Uh, they be passing their little dangling throughout the entire congregation, married or not. Um, and that's a, a wide range thing amongst a lot mm-hmm. of churches, right? Um, so I think that despite the fact that there are certain common practices and teachings within the religions, whichever religion they may be, that there's a lot of sin taking place and a lot of inappropriate behavior. And so... This was not a surprise to me. I saw another think piece that said he didn't know where he was um, Mm. because he's so old that he's now become senile. So a part Mm. of me also read that as an excuse. Like this may be something he does in privacy and maybe he didn't know all the cameras was around his old ass. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. I don't take light to children um, being taken advantage of or being sexually assaulted or abused in whatever way. And I shared that even when we got into the whole Marcus Houston of it Mm -hmm. all. And in terms of religion, I think it's one of those, unfortunately, where they are above the law. They don't pay taxes. They don't have to do a lot of the things that common people have to do within their churches, their finances, how they show up in life. Um, And so I think that we've enabled them we, as in their followers, um, mm-hmm. their cult members. Oh yeah, I get that deep into how I view certain religions. That oh, it's we absolutely that, culty. Yeah, that that we almost absolve them of any real accountability or how they show up, like we would other people, because of their connection or association to a higher power. Um, mm. And so I do think that this is a common thing that happens again for generations and and centuries now within the church and whatever moral standards that we grow and adapt within time, over time. And so now you got me saying a lot of words, girl. You know, I don't really be monologuing like you, but the fact that we like out. letting each other talk, I'm like, shit. How, <laughs> all right, I'm done talking, bitch. <laughs> you this is why I cut nerves. people off. Yo, this is why I cut people off because I could only say like spurts. Me having to talk <laughs> monologues with your ass is making me real you uncomfortable. You doing it, boo. Like, you doing it, Am girl. I doing it? Thank you, friend. You doing the Thank damn you. thing, girl. <laughs> Listen, last thing on this is like, I saw the Cardi B thing. Here I go oh, about the center men. Here I go about the center men. Now listen, two things can exist at once. Cardi B tweeted her absolute disgust and concern about yep. this. And she was like, listen, we got to... We have to figure out what the hell is going on. And people were like, hold up. You're a predator too. Like, what are you talking about? You a straight predator. You have admitted and bragged about robbing and um, drugging. Well, drugging them first. <laughs> drugging men and robbing them. 
who men who at the end of the night when she was dancing would want something in addition from her and she would be mm-hmm. like, oh, you're trying to wield your power in that kind of way? Watch me work. Now listen, robbing and raping are two very different things and very I am very much clear so. about I did that. agree with that. I did agree to that. But, sis, <laughs> I, and it does not mean that you don't get to have an opinion on this as a mother. Absolutely you do. You absolutely should be able to say, this is really concerning to me. We need to figure this out. But the other thing is that you need to understand that you are going to get this backlash because what you did was predatory. Okay? Robbing, drugging a human, because if you say man, then immediately it doesn't matter that much because the dynamics are off. And I know I recently had a conversation with someone And it was very interesting. And they explained to me a bit about how double standards exist and should exist because the standard is imbalanced and and inequitable. I don't know if I fully agree with that, but between men and women. But I said, I'm going to sit with it because when when he said it, it made a whole lot of sense to me in the moment. I can't, I don't have the language for what he said. I wish I could could regurgitate it, but I can't. (laughs) But... I will say, anytime a man is drugged and robbed, that is a problem, okay? Unless, now, if it's your captor, if it's your, there are stories where women are getting in trouble for literally killing people who are, who are, um, what is it called? Oh, come on. When they, you're, they, now, girl, you know they have know young girls. Now. No, oh my sex god! Sex trafficking. Why is it sex? Thank you. Sex trafficking okay. young girls. I don't have any sympathy. I know that, that. word. Like, what are you talking okay, about? I know that. Yeah, I agree. But this is very interesting. This car. I don't know what your. What is your take on like Cardi? So to me, to, they, it, it, it all and, exists. And, and this is well. I like to draw parallels, right? Um, and I love her. When, when we when we brought up the um, doubling down that the baby mm-hmm. did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what led to him essentially being canceled because there was no remorse. There was no clear apology to his views on homosexuality, HIV, the things that he had said on stage at Rolling Loud, right? I think that that's the problem with what we're seeing with Cardi B. Cardi B was just like, yeah, but drugging and robbing niggas ain't raping. It's two different things. We've heard no remorse from who she was and what she did in the mm. past, whether it was out of survival whether that's what she did back then, but she would not do now. She's literally like, yeah, but it's not the same thing, nigga. I just robbed, I just drugged and robbed niggas. I didn't rape them. The fact that she's even drawing this parallel that's not allowing her to take accountability for the predatory things that she did is why people are still bringing it up. You have no remorse of the fact that you took advantage of grown men and benefited off of it because you robbed them. It's no difference from... An older man, uh, and there is a difference, but in terms of taking advantage of another human being, that's where I'm drawing the parallel, right? Yes, raping and robbing are two different things. However, you still took advantage of a human being. That is still the same. And so if you can't actually even hold remorse in the fact that you did this, and you're just saying, yeah, but I didn't rape them, I think that's the problem with where people are even still bringing it up because she just admits that she did it, there's no remorse in what she did to those human beings, however many men it was. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the problem with why it even still gets keep, keeps getting brought up. I think that 
where she uses her mm. voice in politics a lot for the things that she wants change in. I think mm -hmm. she's missed a huge opportunity to come in and say, I did this out of survival, it was wrong, and now maybe speak against doing those type of things. Because at the end of the day, she still took advantage of someone. And again, no remorse. So, girl, you gonna have to keep defending yourself because you out here taking advantage of niggas. Or you was, and you haven't owned up to it. Listen, Mandy, that was beautifully said. That was beautifully yeah. said. And Thank you, girl. I'm somebody, and I and I know that you like Cardi, and I like Cardi. Girl, I love and I, Cardi B. Same. And I, I think that in that, and even in that, you know, we can like Cardi, but we are mad at Daniel, and we won't buy his stuff. It's very tricky. Oh, no, girl, it's downloaded. It's, I mean, I streamed it. I know, you understand what oh, you talking about we as in everybody listening? Because girl, the I'm collective, different. the oh, collective. Them. But I, I'm just saying, I think it's a lot of mirror work that we did today. It's, I think it's a lot of opportunity for us to look at ourselves. The hypocrisy as well. of it all. No, it's the hypocrisy of it all. Like that's the, the name of the episode is I wrote it down: pandering groupthink and the hypocrisy <laughs> of it all. Okay, and Literally. we're all contributing to it. We are we all are. We, we all are, and so it's. We have to step back and look at ourselves. And, th and, and again, it's interesting, too, because a lot of these choices about who we consume, um, how we operate are deeply personal. So yeah. that, like, do we want that standard of, no, if you do this, you're cast away. Or if you do this, if you look this way, you have to be, you have to speak this way. If, you, if you're running for this office, then you have to be like this. No, it's fluid. It's muddy. It's gray. And so is all of this shit, which is why hypocrisy, which is why like pandering exists. But then there's also Code group switching, bank. all the things. And it's so bank. fucking complex. And girl, yo. we gonna get into it. But group thing just gonna get worse since y'all out here using AI to communicate. But we gonna get into that. We ain't need, We had sure. to skip over that. Yeah, we had to skip it's over okay. that. But we, maybe we'll get back to it. If not, make sure you check out See the Thing Is podcast because maybe I love talking about AI. I love me a robot. I love. I it can't all. wait to talk about AI because <laughs> this shit is terrifying me. But Mandy, thank you so much for coming on thank and you for standing in here. for Shanti. You did an amazing job, and I'm going to bother you. The next one will be much quicker. I promise. I'm going to bother you for a second episode. Apologies. And mm. y'all, make sure you check out See The Thing Is every Monday and Thursday. And Horrible No, girl, that's what... You see what's crazy? Oh, Monday and, Monday and Friday. No, no. Right? Bitch, we record on when Monday. Oh, the right. The episodes release on, on Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday and Friday. It's hard to keep all this shit straight. I'm trying to think, like, when does so, Cannon for Therapy drop? See, when is this? See The Thing Is... Oh, girl, I can do it right now. So listen every Monday to Horrible Decisions. Listen every Tuesday and Friday to See The Thing Is podcast and listen every Wednesday to Can't Afford Therapy. Girl. And of course, y'all also listen every Tuesday and Thursday here on Around Monday the Monday and Thursday. Monday See? and it's Thursday. Tricky. There we go. It's tricky. There's a lot. There we go. This chick is on every day of the week, so find her, okay? Which is, which is nuts. Also, are you allowed to say what you're doing yet or you can't? Coming up? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about, girl. I got a lot going on. You have to get up oh. early to do it. Oh, yes. Um, check me out May 4th and 5th as I guest co-host The Breakfast Club. Yay! Is that what you were talking about? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. I'm like, I don't so, know if she's allowed to say um, that. 
my co-host, uh, Weezy and I, will be guest co-hosting The Breakfast Club on May 4th and Cinco de Mayo, ho. I'm going to go in with a sombrero, bitch. Pandering. <laughs> All right, yes, y'all. Yes. Shanti will Arriba. be back next week. You're the one. Adios. Will... <laughs> Shut up. Shanti will be back next week. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Around the Way Curls. Bye. Bye.